Welcome, everyone. It's episode 28, um, season two of the Main Stand podcast. As you can see, Pat's not with us today, but we do have a new friend. And it's Joe from the Maine Gooners, uh, Arsenal fan here. How are you doing, Joe? Doing pretty great. I'm just happy to be on the show today. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I know me and Mitch first kind of we want to get some stuff rolling with Liverpool in, in the last week. Uh, kind of again some you know mediocre performances, but we bounced back. The Crystal Palace game I thought was you know I would have rather watched paint dry. I think I don't know if you had the same watch. thoughts, Mitch. That was a that was a brutal watch, and it and it kind of led up through our uh, first half of the Wolves game as well. Yeah. The, the Wolves game was slow. It was one of those games where you have to, you know, you have to fight for the three points. But getting virtually three goals, I mean, Darwin scoring, getting called back, and then having scoring two more in the, you know, the last 20 minutes of that game, I thought was a, a pretty positive uh, result. We're in the top six now. I think six points off top four, um, but we have a game in hand on Tottenham. So, not too bad. And Newcastle's game in hand is up against City. Uh, so I'm I'm liking where we're at after a very shaky couple of weeks, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, but it was all in all an exciting game. I just want to get this off my chest. I know Josh hears it all the time, but uh, another awful, awful game officiated by Paul Tierney. Uh, <laughs> I I hate watching him uh, officiate games, regardless if it's a Liverpool game. Um, it's just it's not fun. I would I would rather. Uh, kick a wall with a toothpick under my toenail yeah he's not a very good uh bald either i, I don't like him bald i liked him better with hair uh <laughs> aside from liverpool uh no man city what well, well pat's not here they they won a couple games they won at the weekend against brentford and that in the fa cup we had some pretty big fa cups uh i think upsets yesterday too or this week i know leicester got beat um southampton got beat as well by lower league sides so that's pretty interesting news. Um, aside Spurs from that, it's... go ahead. Spurs too. Spurs, Spurs lost to Sheffield United, so just just wanted to throw that out there. I, I love how our uh, you know our Arsenal fan on the podcast had to get the the Spurs jab in. I love that. Mm. Um, Spurs doing Spurs things. Do. It's yeah. uh, it's what they do too. Like it's I don't think it's a surprising result. Sheffield uh, tend to tend to go out and cut throats in the FA Cup. <laughs> we can look at that too as uh it's going to be another year without a spurs trophy for sure so <laughs> add another one to the books for them yeah <laughs> um just other small things from the weekend spurs be- did beat chelsea even though they lost in the midweek so chelsea kind of continuing to stumble down another london club in disarray uh, i'm hearing rumors or seeing rumors online of zidane possibly being lined up for that job so who knows what's going on at Stamford Bridge. Um, and then lastly, Everton, a team we talk about a lot on this podcast, our friend Taylor Mannix, um, big Evertonian, Everton fan. Uh, I, I think they might actually get relegated. I might be on your bandwagon, Mitch. They they are in the zone at this point, and there is nothing that looks like they can grab onto and, and pull themselves out of the, the stifling just lost streak they're in it's 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 a it's beautiful as as a fan of liverpool to see our uh our our big inner city villains uh tumble ultimately it's tough for the premier league but i could do without them 
Yeah. You played them uh, just this midweek, Joe. Four no game. Did you feel like that was a pretty easy victory for Arsenal? Um, I think for us, yeah, if you watch the game, the way they dominated sort of the possession, you know, getting all the chances and then keeping the clean sheet. Um, I think it's something that we needed to do just based off of the last sort of couple of visits to Goodison Park because we lost not only a few weeks ago, but also sort of, I think it might have December of last season. So for us, um, I, you know, I, I'm sort of with Mitch in this. I kind of, I kind of want to see, I kind of want to see them go down, but it might not be good for the league, but like, I think that's where it's going. Yeah. It's hard not to see right now. I, I know leads are kind of hanging on as well. Uh, it's going to be a toss up between those two teams. I think at the end of the season and, We'll see if Everton fans can kind of get behind the team again. We saw it last year. Uh, definitely made an impact, I think, towards the end, but not, not sure if they have enough this time around without Charleston, Anthony Gordon, and those guys. Um, it is a, a pretty big weekend, like Mitch said. Newcastle and Man City play. That's a, a big, big one. We got Chelsea-Leeds again. That feels like a battle between two teams again, you know, in a downward spiral, and Liverpool-Man United. So I don't think we're going to give too much analysis on those guys, but uh, definitely games we'll be talking about this weekend. If you're around, go to one of the several Portland bars showing the game. Zoo's back open this weekend. Um, and we'll have some other places. I think we'll probably get into it a little bit here with Joe where, you know, the Gooners watch the games and stuff like that. Any final thoughts, Mitch, on the, the Premier League the past week since we've last recorded? Um, No real other thoughts. I just – it's starting to feel like it's shaping up for an 18 battle up top and a 16 battle at the bottom, which is, is exciting because we haven't really had this many horses in the race at this point in the season over the last four years. So it's, it's, it's exciting. I like where the league's at right now, personally. Nice. I like that. We're going to get tucked right into our, um, it's going to be kind of almost like a mini so today. We're going to tuck right into our interview and get to know Joe a little bit more. We're excited to hear about um, not only him, but the the main Gooners, uh, you know, the Arsenal fans up here in Portland, Maine. It's always nice to connect with people who, you know, are kind of part of these local supporter groups. So why don't you go ahead, Joe, and just tell us, you know, how long you've kind of been a part of it, you know, how many people are there and what it's like being an Arsenal fan in Maine. Uh, yeah, So um, so I'm not – Manor. I moved. I relocated during COVID uh, from Boston. Nice. I had a, a friend of mine who like lives up here, who I used to visit sometimes in Portland. He's like, I lost my job in Boston. He's like, you like Maine? Apply, see what happens. And then I got a really good offer, and I moved. And like the first thing I did, well, you know, and of course COVID bars weren't really kind yeah. of open and whatnot. Um, there was somebody that had previously owned um the main gooners um like facebook there was like a defunct like facebook page and i was like oh okay so there's not a supporters group or anything like active so i dm them you know uh what's going on he's like well i know there's a group of guys that still gather at doc four so i made my way over there and yeah there's like what i like to kind of call the old guard um these are just like sort of guys there some of them are gen xers and boomers they've been watching arsenal for like 30 years you know um and uh and then some of the guys maybe a little bit younger but like they they had been just been watching it forever and um i moved from boston and i used to watch with the boston gooners um and then another one of our guys james he moved up from boston too 
and he was one of the sort of um sort of the, the the key pieces in getting the Boston Gunners like set up when they first got started years ago. So he had that experience and I had a desire to really get our fan base going because I just remember like going to like the old pub Lear in Boston, which was like three floors of our Arsenal fans. Um, and unfortunately, rest in peace, it, it shut down, uh, you know, during COVID. Yeah. Um, so they've moved over to Dylan's now. But um, but yeah, I know uh, a lot of those guys down there, like still a very rabid fan base. Um, but I sort of got into Arsenal. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing I might be a little bit older than you guys. Uh, my senior year of high school was 04. And uh, I think bit. we all know what happened that year in 04 with Terry Henry. And so I wasn't really that big of a football fan. And um, a, a, classmate, a classmate of mine comes in. He's wearing a Terry Henry shirt. And I was like, what is that? Because that is like the coolest sports jersey I've ever seen in my entire life. And he's like, oh, this is Arsenal. They just won the Premier League in England. They went undefeated. And I was like, oh. So they're good then, right? He's like, yeah, they're, you know, they're champions. Um, and so it was a weird thing where like that name stuck and I didn't really know any of the other, I knew Man United, everybody knows Man United because, you know, because they're so huge. Yeah. Um, and then for years, it was kind of like, I was loosely not really paying attention. Um, and then uh, I want to say in 2017-ish, 20, yeah, like 2017, I moved into a, a, a neighborhood in Boston, uh, in Dorchester, and I live right around the corner from this awesome pub you might have heard of called the Banshee. And um, I went there, and that's a that's a big Man City uh, bar. And then the owner is a Liverpool fan, so they get a lot of them too. But it's, but Chelsea and Man City fans mostly gather there. And I was like, well, I'm getting into it. My friends are getting me into it, and I was like, I gotta stick to my guns, and I have to stick with Arsenal because that's sort of the team. Also, red's my favorite color. I mean, I could have picked, I could have picked another red team if I wanted to, but um, that's kind of how that happened. So then let's cut back to like you know I get here. I'm like, well, we've already got people gathering at a pub, so let's just start like you know let's create a logo, um, let's get the socials going. Uh, we started doing that. Um, currently in the process of getting recognized uh, by Arsenal America. I'm, I'm working through the paperwork there, that's so awesome. I was sort of voted by um our sort of leadership group to be the the branch manager um i like the term captain so that's what i use in my <laughs> signatures and whatnot but um yeah, i've been debating wearing an armband around the pub uh <laughs> i just i don't know i think it'd be a nice touch but um but yeah so i mean that's kind of that's kind of it that's my, like my little origin story and how we sort of got started there it's awesome. I love the to compliment you on the the logo as well. I think the logo is mm. phenomenal. Um, yeah, that was um that was Christina who does our graphics. She um and she is like no real like formal training, and yeah. it was just and so I was in a group chat with her and James, who's kind of like handling the merch, and we were just like back and forth. And he's like he's like I was like let's put it like in the state outline, and then James is like let's put a put lighthouse in there, and then do like arsenal cannon as the bat signal and he's like so small cannon big lighthouse and then just after like and i have i have all the original re revisions on my phone like we probably went through like 20 or 30 versions before we got to that and finally it was like all right this is good enough to put on a flag and a sticker so we've got a sure. banner that we hang up inside the pub awesome. and then we um you may or may not have seen our stickers in random pub bathrooms around Portland. Um, I actually gave one to Matt at the zoo when I was there to watch the World Cup. So he's got one up on one of the fridges over there if you look for it. 
I noticed it the the last time I was there a, m- yeah. a month or so ago. I noticed it on the the side of the fridge there. Uh, mm-hmm. I like hearing you talk about Boston too. You know, we're here kind of talking about Maine, Portland, but Boston has a great soccer culture as well. I was just mm-hmm. down in Cambridge this weekend, watched the Liverpool game at the Phoenix Landing, and that was my first time mm-hmm. at Liverpool Boston, and that was a that was a pretty good time. A, lo- a lot of Reds, you know, getting together it's cool when you can go to a place like that and it's cool that we can kind of do something similar on a smaller scale here in Portland. Hmm. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's, I knew that like size wise, I was never going to get to, I mean, Boston's a much, much larger yeah. city. So the, the crowd by virtue of it. And it's like, one of the things I like here is that you can go and watch and see all the same people. Like when I would go to like, you know, I would go to Boston Gooners and there were a couple guys that I knew that I would see like all the time. But I like met this. I met this really awesome dude one time. We like hit it off. I was like, "Oh, dude, I can't wait to see you next week." Had like three months went by, he never showed again. Like he just, <laughs> it's not like he wasn't in town. He just like, and then I finally saw him, and it's like, "Dude, like, what's up?" He's like, "Oh yeah, we were talking like months ago." And it's just, but in Portland, it's like, all right, you see the same guys. And I mean, like when we first started this, it was just like you know, me, James, Andre, Jeff, like just the same like six guys at the bar. Yeah. Now we're getting people. I have people coming up from coming uh, down from Northern Maine. I have people coming from New Hampshire to watch with us because they've gone there and they've liked the vibe of our supporters group. So yeah, there's this guy that like him and his wife regularly like every once every two or three weeks come from New Hampshire to watch. So that's very very cool. I know it's something me and Mitch are and you know I think we're looking at it. You know how do we get something going to Liverpool down here and trying to garner interest and stuff. So to see you guys actually organize it, very cool. Uh, very inspiring for you know fans of other mm-hmm. clubs too. So, do you? I know you said you kind of yeah. got into things um, after they won the Premier League. Is there any mm-hmm. sort of favorite moment you have since you've been a fan? You know of Arsenal. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, history would you know the last few years have not been good to <laughs> us. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say 2020 FA Cup and the fact that we had to beat City and Chelsea to to get to it. Yep. Um, but uh, with a team that was far less uh, skillful than as our team is right now, that that uh, you know, you look at the level of quality between that era. I mean, yeah, you had Obama Yang, you had a few bigger names and stuff like that. But like the team now is just so much stronger. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that. Um, you know, I mean, they have you know, it's like they haven't won the league in since since '04. So there's there's that. We, I think one of the nice things about Arsenal is that even when we don't, even when we're not winning the league, we're still winning trophies. And I think, you know, winning FA cups in 2017 and 2014 and 2020 are, are still nice accomplishments to have, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you're, you're fighting in Europa league a couple of years too. So um, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's that. And then there's, you know, making it to, you know, making it to a, a final and then not winning. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, you mentioned um, uh, you mentioned Aubameyang in there. I was kind of thinking about this the other day. Uh, you know, Arsenal's trajectory and the way they're kind of turning the culture around reminds me a lot of Liverpool, you know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Aubameyang to you feels like what Coutinho was to us. It felt like we couldn't lose him at the time. Um, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you kind of, you start to turn for the better after he goes and, you, you know, you realize that, you know, he might not have been that important. Do you kind of have that, that same feeling with the Bombing or a different approach? Yeah. I mean, I mean the first, 
when his first season at with Arsenal and then into the his second season there, he was very much where the majority of the goals were coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he I think he was tied for a golden boot in 2019, but it was like there was a you know like a toxic culture of him and i know arteta when he comes in came in was like no like i need you know i have young impressionable players and i have like big money stars like ozil and obama yang who are just old guard who just don't you know they they're for lack of a better term they're um like prima donnas right and there's these big personalities you know there was the game, um, one of the games that they, they sat Aubameyang for the, before the big one when they just finally like shut him out was like, he was like late to practice that day. He was, and then there's like a photo of him in his Lamborghini in London traffic, you know? And it's just like, dude, like, you know what you have to do. Yeah. Just show up on time, you know? Um, but as we moved past it, it was like, you know, those first few games without him, I'm like, why, you know, first your nerve, why are we not playing him? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, because Arteta wasn't very clear about it right away until they let him go. After we let him go, and then it was like, oh, we're we're winning. We're relying on you know uh, Bakayo Saka and Gabby Martinelli, and 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 then Alex Lacazette who stepped up, who played very well in in Aubameyang's a- absence. But then he his then his goal production sort of dropped off, and it's like, well, he's thirty one. Yeah, let's try and get a younger. And then Enketia came out and started banging in a few goals. I have plenty of things to say about him as far as his current form goes, but um, <laughs> at the time, at the time he was there for us, right? And it was like, okay, we can make do with, you know. And then it's like, let's go, let's go this summer and let's go get Gabby Jesus and, sure. you know, who was, who was great. Um, I think he did a lot more off the ball to help the team, just the way his movement yeah. was. And then now, we're just very, we're very much looking forward to getting him back. I can um, imagine. Oba was Oba was kind of poison, and I think we're kind of seeing that at well, now he's at Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's probably his little uh, career set of career moves. I should say, I don't think is over. I, I could imagine him going to the MLS maybe this summer. Some some money move. I could, yeah, I could see that. I think also that he, um. He's not well. With Chelsea, has got plenty of problems currently right now. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he's probably not their biggest one at the moment, though. <laughs> true, true. Mitch, do believe. you have anything to to add at this point? No, I, I, I having Justin as uh, as my my yep. kind of college roommate and best friend through high school, and hearing how he speaks about the club and. It's it's a lot of similar things, you know. Inketia has been a huge emergence of really big young talent that I think Arsenal needed at, and I think he came out at the right time. I think Abba was was a poison sack uh, in the locker room and on the pitch, and I think he detracted a lot from what other players around him could be doing. So, I uh, I love hearing hearing the the same things. It's a it's a very uh, stable sentiment from a yeah. from a stable arsenal fan <laughs> uh so your first season kind of competing really i mean i don't think anyone went into this season expecting uh you know a top two performance yet you know leading the league this late in the season what has it been like mm-hmm. for you because obviously you're you're top of the league but you do feel like there's still some sort of chase going on you know having it be your first piece of silverware in a really long time you know mm-hmm. of that stature 
what what's it kind of been like week in week out because me and mitch have done it for the past few years going head to head with city has it been pretty exhausting to you know be a fan of arsenal at least in the prem this season yeah i think one of the big things is that you know with um sort of the, the, the couple seasons where we had eighth place finishes and it's like that was one of the ones where we won the FA Cup but then it was like oh like any eighth place finish and then we had an eighth place finish with eighth place finish with no with no European football and then then, then it's just like you know you see the moves are making you're like I don't know and then it's just like they start off last season terribly you go you know we go we get hammered by City in the third game that season it was three losing three in a row losing to Brentford who were just recently promoted um and you're just, you know, I don't know where this is going. And then sort of you, we fight through it. We come, we come back. And then we, I mean, we missed top four by two points last season. And there was any number of like some different Arsenal fans will say it was the Brighton game. You know, it was the Newcastle game. Yeah. We should have won this one. We should have won that one. You know, whatever it was. It's like one one more win would have been the difference between Europa League and Champions League. Sure. And I think coming into this season, we were just like, all right, where the expectation was champions league that so we're like we think we can do it we think we can get we can get top four and then it's just well after five weeks we're we're on top and we're still top and we're still top and then you're sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop because you, you you know that the like every time there's a loss or a draw or some kind of hiccup you're like you know this is not going to last forever and so you're every time like and then you know that with the loss to city a few weeks ago in the league and then it's just like okay now we're level, but we have the game in hand, but they're, they've got us on goal difference. And I was just like, that we were pretty much everybody was just like, that's it. Like, if we can't, like, we'll get top four probably, but like, we, if we can't, something needs to happen. And yeah. it did. And it was City dropping points to Forest, which now keeps us. And then we won our game in hand yesterday, which now keeps us in the running up five points clear. Um, I think everybody's very, very much holding their breath and being very tempered um, with expectations, you know, but we're not, now we're talking at the end, you know, yesterday we're like, well, there's only 13 games left, you know, and every week it'll be like, well, if we went, like if we went on Saturday against Bournemouth, it's cool. There, there's only 12 games left. And so there's less games for us to, to have to win. Yep. But there's also, if we lose, then there's less games to make up that difference. And it, we could see, you know, where it was last year, where it was, you know, on decision day, and it was, you know, if uh, Liverpool, you know, it was Liverpool win and City lose, the City managed to somehow lose, then Liverpool would have the title. But if not, yeah. then it went the other way, and we know it went, we know the way it went. But, you know, um, and I just think like, if we'll see, I I think we can push it towards the end. I don't know. I think most Arsenal fans know in their heart of hearts that the the chances aren't in our favor but we're, we're we're here for the ride and we're gonna try and we're just holding on for dear life and hopefully they pull it out sure you know? do you think you're out of that kind of you know you had that four game skid do you think you're kind of pulled out of that now now that I mean, three wins on the bounce i'd like to see a little bit but i'd like to see a win against like a, a side that's yeah. in the top 10 a top 10 side i think a, a few things with that it's like when you look at like the city game and I watched the highlights again today just to keep it get it fresh back in my memory but it was just like there were just a, there were bad moves defensively mm-hmm. on our back line by Tomiyasu by Zinchenko by Gabriel the foul you know fouls penalties all these things um 
like there was the one on Gabriel that then got overturned because it was offside to Holland anyway. Yeah. Um, but there was also a lack of attacking sort of finishing. So we had chances, none of them were going in. And it was like City was just were just flawless, where it was like we gave them literally the those plays like any other team. Or maybe 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 we could put Man United in there, but and like if it wasn't like a top five, top six side, they wouldn't have exploited that weakness like that. You know, the mm-hmm. chances are they probably would have bobbled it, we would have recovered it, and it would have looked bad, but we still would have yeah. been kind of drawn or level. Um, but yeah, City are good, and um, and then against uh, against Brentford, that one I will say, while it was a close, scrappy game, that I, I we we all blame that one on poor. Uh, officiating mm-hmm. on that because because the, the the VAR, I'm sorry, but if your job is to draw the lines and you don't do that, and the guy and then the, they review it and they say like, oh, he's offside, the goal wouldn't have count. I mean, that's that's huge. Like if it if it comes down to the end of the season and it's two points that we that like you know we we lose by a point and we're just like, well, we lost two points because Lee Mason was like, oh, I'm not going <laughs> to draw the lines, and it's that's frustrating, you know. Yeah, but I, that was that was a shambles uh, decision. So I agree with you fully on that. I think uh, if we move and just can beat like a, I don't know who the next. I know we have at Liverpool coming up. I know we've got um, we've got Newcastle. We've got a few. But if we can just beat one of those sort of like top ten sides, sure. yeah, I think I feel more comfortable. Next three are uh, what Bournemouth, uh, Fulham, and Crystal Palace. Mm in the league for Arsenal. And two of those are London derbies. Um, and then Bournemouth is in 19th, I think, right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like the derby games will be tough because they're derbies. Like, like those are all winnable games, yeah. you know. I, I think that we could actually manage to win and come away from those three games with nine points. Then, then it's the thing that worries me is when we do play – um, Liverpool City and Newcastle are the three that I'm most worried about. We have to play Chelsea. We beat Chelsea even when we suck. Like last year, we beat them <laughs> at Stamford Bridge. We beat them at Stamford Bridge this year. Like, I don't know what it is about Chelsea. Like, Arsenal is like Chelsea's kryptonite, at least in the last few seasons. Yep. Um, but I mean, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, but it, fingers crossed, we're out of this little four game sort of scrap. Yeah, it's going to be a long end of the season for you. I just, again, we know what it's like, you know, the last few years, and it's you're, exhausting. You're going to be mm. checking the table <laughs> in obscene amount of times on the weekends. You're just going to be refreshing Safari. What's the live table looking like? Mm. You know what, yeah, though? It's definitely. it's nice when the Premier League is like that, when it does go to the final day. You know, those couple seasons where – uh, you know, both us and Man City kind of ran away with it. It never gets fun mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, so it's nice that a new team is pushing City, too. I, I like to see kind of it go to the final day. It's really exciting. Yeah, um, yeah you mentioned the, the teams you're kind of afraid to play. You do have another game against Man City left. Uh, do you think you can beat City? It's hard to beat a team three times. We know that that's kind of an analogy used across all sports. Do you think mm-hmm. that you can get over Man City. This is like the last hurdle it feels like if you can win out, you know, a lot of the other games, but it feels like you have to beat City if you want to win the title. Um, I mean, I I don't know where I know that's in April. 
I don't know if it would, I don't know if there would be enough points going up by then where that would be more or less like a championship game for lack of a better term. Yep. Um, but I do, I, I thought we would get one and I thought our FA cup game was whatever it like, we're, we're doing so good in the league. Like we can throw away this, you know, we went, you know, the FA cup is one thing we, we have mm-hmm. to go for the league. Um, so I thought that first one, I was just like, we can, we can, the rotated half the squad out. I was like, all right, if they don't, if they don't win this one, then that's fine. I was like, it's a practice run. And then it's like, we'll play them again in like a week or two. And I was like, then we played our best 11 and like, we're all sitting there. We're looking at the lineup and it's like, you know, pretty much all our starters and then Ketsy up top. Cause obviously J- Jesus is out. And it's like, that's the best 11 that we can put out. Yeah. Um, we had picked up our, you know, we had picked up Giorgino and Trossard who have been playing well, but they haven't really, they weren't really integrated yet. And it just, um, yeah, we just couldn't do it. And I'm not optimistic, but I do think that if we don't, if we can't beat City, it has to be us dominating pretty much every other side, like for the, for the remainder of the season. That's the only way it'll happen. Cause it's like, if we win all our games, City win all their games. Mm-hmm. Then in in through the end, of this, then we're still up two points, and then we're champions. So that's yeah, sort of the idea there. Um, but I, I'm I'm always optimistic, and I you know I'm always the one you know I'm there's there's two kinds of Arsenal fans. I always joke there's there's an Arsenal Twitter's crazy. If you ever get a chance to get on it and just like use hashtag Arsenal hashtag AFC, yeah. it's it's <laughs> nuts. There are two kinds of fans. There. Are, there are the deluded fans that think that we can win everything. We're going to win every game. Oh, like they're like, you know, there's like, yeah, this team's so good. We're going to win. I'm like, dude, there's like 15 games. There's 13 games. Like they're like, oh no, we've already got it in a bag. I'm like, no. Then there's the other like doom and gloom. Like what somebody makes like a bad tackle and maybe like picks up like a yellow. And then somebody, one of my buddies, Steve is just like, this is, I knew it, man. I knew this team can't win the league. And then it's just like, and every week he's just like, no, we, we just don't have it. And it's like, we just won three games in a row. He's like, no, we just don't have it. And it's like, well then what, what is it, what is it going to take? Um, and I try to be sort of the guy in the middle who's just, uh, you know, yeah. we take one at a time. It's one game at a time. I, I won't say it's over till it's over. I mean, if we lose the next five fixtures in a row, then yeah, like we're not, we're obviously not winning the title, but um, you know, it's, it'll, it, it will, it will feel like a wasted season in a way. Like, yeah, I think if we don't, if we don't do it this year, this is not the, the I don't feel often. I will say I'm not optimistic about next year because I think part of the reason why we're in this position is that city's form haven't been amazing and Liverpool's form haven't been amazing. And we just happen to be better than we were before. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is, we only have one point less now than the, than the invincibles did at this point in the season, even though they were, you know, yeah. they had more draws obviously, but um, I think when it comes down to it, um, you know, we've got to, we just got to take it one at a time and yep. hope for the best, man. Yeah. It'll be a hell of a ride to the end of the season. A couple quick hitters here. And you kind of mentioned the first one uh, with the doom and gloom fans. A- any thoughts on AFTV? Is that something you subscribe to after? Games? I try not to. Um, there are other like fan, like I try to watch generally. Um, I like football daily. I try to watch yeah. it where they're giving me a lot of like not just Arsenal but the league stuff. So sure. football daily, um, the football terrace, and I like the football terrace only because it's a Man United fan defending Arsenal. 
Um, and I don't know why it, ha- it happens that way, but it does. He's not even rooting for them, but he's like, I don't know. He's he's great. If you haven't seen him, check him out. Um, he's on YouTube. I've been the Liverpool um, fan defending Arsenal for like two years now. <laughs> I, I've I've got a friend who's a Liverpool fan who's a um who's a Revs fan. I'm a Revs fan too, and I met him at a Revs game, and uh, I saw him you know walk by with a Liverpool shirt, and I was like, boo. And he said, oh, who do you support? And I was like, Arsenal. And I was like, he was like, well, you shouldn't even be talking. I was like, I know, I know, but still, I got to, you know. <laughs> we ended up hitting it off. But anyway, he's like, but he, like that day, he was just like, he's like, he's like, dude, Arteta is good. He just needs to get things in place. He's like, and this guy's a coach too. So he's just like, he's like, yeah, like, I, I see what he's trying to build with the team. He's like, if you guys get the right players in, he's like, he's going to be a force in a few seasons. And this was like two years ago. And now fast forward to here we are. So, um. It's cool. But back to the back to the era. I know it's supposed to be a quick hitter, but back to the AF AF TV thing. I like Robbie. He's a good he's a good cat. I don't really like those are those are where all the doom and gloom fans are on AF TV, <laughs> gathering outside the Emirates. Oh, you know, and Ketia this and this person that and just I don't know. I do like some some tie once in a while after an Arsenal loss. Uh mm-hmm. My my last question for you, and then I'll I'll turn it over to Mitch if he has any others. Um, there mm-hmm. it feels like there's a lot of likable guys in this Arsenal team. Is there one out of this current group of players that stands out as your favorite as a fan? Um, I, I'm gonna say overall it's Martin Odegaard. Okay. Um, and he's just been great all round. I think he just put his ninth goal in the other day. He's got six assists, so 15 goal involvements this season. Yep. Um across all comps or actually no just in the league i don't know in the other comps but just in the league it's that and um yeah he's just solid he's the captain so there's that but i actually when presented with an opportunity i got one of those new black uh black kits those are nice and uh i i had to my buddy was in london at the emirates and he was like oh like because they were sold out here he's like you want me to bring one back for you i'm like Mm. yeah he's like who do you want on it and i thought really hard about odegaard and i was like you know what Put a granite Jacques on there. Have a granite Jacques. On. The, re- the redemption arc because I hate it because this is the season. This is the 2019 season yeah. with Emery where he was like cussing everybody out. And I have nobody's on the back of this one, but I have this one. And then, but the redemption arc has just been huge. He's been great for us. He's been way more offensive. He's um, just solid. So I'm, I'm again. I know it's supposed to pick one, but I gave you two. So those well, are the guys. Uh, you're a captain guy. Two captains. Love yeah, that. true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Henderson Mitch, guy, so I can relate. Really... Mm-hmm. Mitch, so uh, it's the glue, you, you know, pulls the team <laughs> together. Yeah. So uh, I guess now that now that we know you're a Revs fan as well, uh, how how have you uh, enjoyed the Matt Turner experience in your in your cup games? Oh, he's he's been great. I mean, he's you know he's always been a great shot stopper. He's been doing um, and the like he's been his distribution is so much better so like there like was like a play where he was at a, dribbling at his feet playing it out the back and i was and it was like you know this is like his sixth game for arsenal or whatever but if you look at the difference between like the sixth game and the first game like that would have been a throw-in he would have held on to it but like no he's just like no i'm gonna i shot i you know i caught it put it down to my feet i'm gonna dribble it and i'm gonna pass it out and it's mm-hmm. just been it's been great. I actually was um I wanted to get a Matt Turner Arsenal shirt to wear to Gillette Stadium. Um but I think I'm gonna hold off um because I'm going to Belgium later this summer. Oh, that's... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Club Bruges and get a Tejon Buchanan 
Club Rouge shirt, and then wear that. I'm gonna wear that to Gillette Stadium. Yeah, I've actually got my, uh, I've actually got my Midnight Riders sort of uh, scarf right here and everything. So that's awesome. There you go. Well, yeah. we'll have to have you pick us up a, a Minulay kit while you're there too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> Congrats on the uh, win this weekend too, boys. Uh, we both yeah. got Minnesota United mm-hmm. and the Revs got one no wins. So MLS mm-hmm. is Lord. back. Yeah, I know. I'm, openers I'm... two days away. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, I can't make that one. Yeah, yeah, no, we were there last year, but maybe, uh, maybe we can plan on a big main trip down, do a, <laughs> yeah. do another tailgate. Yeah, I've actually, uh, I'm actually a season ticket holder, so, oh, nice. um, yeah, so I usually, um, like the down first one, I, yeah, I'm in a fort. Yep. Uh, so I will, what I'll do is I'll, I'll move tickets between games and bring friends or bring, yep. like, I'll go with my girlfriend, you know, so me, her, and her son are going down, um, for April first because it's my birthday, and so we're gonna do that, and then. Um. Yeah. So I'll be. I'll, I'll probably try to go to like one every six weeks to one a month. Yeah. Sell anything I don't use. Yeah, so nice. you can also just reach out if you just want extra tickets. You can see if I have any. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Might have to take you up on that. I think. Uh. Well, we're gonna probably see you down there or uh, at Dock Four before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I think we've been trying to yeah. to get over there and watch a game with the the Gooners. So I think we'll have to do that here in the next few weeks. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, the the uh, the Liverpool game would be a good one. Yeah, um, sure. Also, um, you know, I I need to get over to the zoo more often. Um, I'm you know I know Matt, I like it there. Um, I got to try and get there when it's like maybe it's like a Liverpool game and like Arsenal aren't playing the same day, and I can like kind of he- head over and hang out with you guys a little bit too. Yeah, exactly. Something more chill. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great having you on, Joe. You provided some awesome insight into Arsenal. Uh, it's always nice to have you know fans from other teams on here. Um, yeah, and one last time for for our listeners, how can uh, yeah. Arsenal fans that are also fans of our show find you? Uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're main Gooners on pretty much everything. Um, so just Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'll tweet out the games. I um, need to get better at posting like group shots of ho- us holding the banners and some other things. It's been cold outside though, so it's not easy to get those. Uh, but yeah, just main Gooners on all three. Uh, main you know social media platforms perfect that's episode 28 guys like share subscribe to the podcast joe thanks again we'll be back next week guys deuces